0: Welcome in to the Merriman Market Analyst and Fun Astrology Saturday Financial Podcast. We are reading the MMA free weekly column for the week beginning September 25th, 2023. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for joining us. This is being released on September 23rd. And the markets, of course, this week were down, down, and down. And let's begin with an article from the Wall Street Journal from Friday. It says on Wednesday, Federal Reserve officials surprised markets by signaling interest rates won't fall as much as previously planned. The tweak might be more important than it looks. In their projections and commentary, some officials hint that rates might be higher not just for longer, but forever. And then this from CNBC.com, also on Friday. The United Auto Workers is expanding strikes to 38 parts and distribution locations across 20 states, targeting General Motors and Stellantis, UAW President Sean Fain said Friday morning. The union will not initiate additional strikes at Ford Motor, as the company has proven it's serious about reaching a deal, Fain said. Now Ray's Commentary. The euphoria of the Sun-Neptune opposition on Tuesday, September 19th wore off immediately after the Fed announced on September 20th that it would not raise interest rates at this time. With Jupiter and Taurus, May 2023 through May 2024, this is what we expected. With Taurus steady, rate increases, Jupiter, were likely to be contained and steady. The only exception we foresaw would have been when Venus, the ruler of Taurus, was retrograde, July 22nd through September 3rd. There was a brief quarter-point increase during that time. Initially following this week's rate announcements, stocks rose around the world. But by the end of the day, the glamour, quote-unquote, had worn off as Fed Chair Powell reiterated his stance that rates would not likely decline either. In fact, he suggested they would remain high for an indefinite time. No surprise to us, as we think interest rates are in a long-term upward trend until the next Saturn-Pluto conjunction in the middle of this century, as described in the last three annual forecast books. But clearly, the market did not like that outlook on Wednesday. By the end of the week, most global stock indices had fallen, with several dropping to their lowest levels since the bank runs of mid-March, including the Dow Jones Industrial Average. This, combined with the auto and other labor strikes, warns of a possible stock market downturn, perhaps the sharpest decline for 2023. In other markets, crude oil made another new high last week under the Sun-Neptune opposition of September 19th, also as expected. Now, we will see whether this is just a modest major cycle correction or a more severe multi-week primary correction. The rise in crude oil is one reason for the stock market sell-off. It means inflation is still not under control, despite the fact that Powell dismissed it as an unreliable, erratic, and unstable indicator for inflation. And as with all things Neptunian, this may be more wishful thinking than reality. Bitcoin had a positive week, rallying to a new three-week high following a positive primary cycle low on September 11th. But here, too, the high of the week was right on Tuesday, September 19th, with that Sun-Neptune opposition. Silver rallied smartly into Friday, but gold is still treading water between its high and low of the past month as Mars readies for its ingress into Scorpio on October 12th. Now, the short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. An article in the journal entitled The Senator's Shorts and America's Decline, published Saturday, September 23rd. She says, Preeminence always entails obligations. You have to act the part. You have to present yourself with dignity. You have to comport yourself with class. For some time, let's say the turn of the century... We've been at a point in our country where we still love to insist on the preeminence, USA, USA, while increasingly ignoring the responsibilities. We want to be respected, but no longer think we need to be respectable. End quote. Ray says, let's get right down to it. The Sun-Neptune opposition of September 19th and the Venus-Jupiter square two days before on September 17th did not lift equity markets to new cycle highs as expected. They were close to the highs of August 31st through September 1st and could qualify as double-top chart formations, which are bearish, especially as some indices, including the Dow Jones Industrial Average, are now breaking below the August 18th through 25th primary cycle lows, which is bearish. We did not expect that, not yet. Typically, even in bear markets, the rallies will last two to five weeks after the low. The NASDAQ and the S&P high was two weeks after their lows of August 18th. But the Dow Jones Industrial Average high was only one week after its low of August 25th. Hence, we, I, thought that it had higher to go based on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. But sometimes this doesn't happen, maybe less than 5% of the time. But we, I, did anticipate in our reports that when this newer primary cycle tops out, it could lead to the steepest decline of the year, as we head into the Sun-Mars conjunction of November 18th, within an orb of about 8 degrees, or about 6 weeks. This aspect has a high correlation to the start or end of 8% or greater declines in global stock indices, according to our research conducted a few years ago. So, the bigger picture is intact, and the astrology, or geocosmics, did not miss the smaller picture, as some Twitter, now X critics like to point out. Now, I don't mind criticism when it is constructive, or followed by mature constructive suggestions. I think that is healthy and can lead to lively and educational debate. But what's annoying is that when a critic feels entitled to pass judgment that astrology doesn't work, because the astrologer, me in this case, made a judgment call that did not work exactly as expected in a particular case. I want to make this clear: astrology worked and continues to work just fine. In fact, Well, in my opinion, based on 45 years of trading experience and market analysis, nothing works better as a market timing tool than astrology. As a point of reference, I went back and looked at the critical reversal dates given for stock indices in the Forecast 2023 book. These were calculated in November 2022, well before the year began. All but one of the nine dates given for reversals have coincided with trading cycle reversals within three days, seven were within two days or less, and six were either exactly on the date or within one day, including the high in NASDAQ and low of the year. Now, how does that happen if astrology doesn't work? But, as one ex-follower tweeted, astrology is difficult to use as an actionable trading tool, because it is quote unquote nuanced. Well, that's true. But what market indicator is not nuanced? Astrology is not a standalone system for successful trading. It is mostly used as a market timing indicator of potential and probable reversals, which by itself has value, but by itself cannot assure success in trading. It requires being used in combination with other market analysis tools. The same can be said about astrology being used as a tool to help other people. Just making quote-unquote predictions based on a chart doesn't actually help another person in many cases. Used that way, astrology is either just information or entertainment. In fact, it can be harmful when not used with adequate consulting or counseling skills. Professional astrologers know this. Professional traders know this. But those who have not really studied either subject do not know this. They often think they know that astrology doesn't work, only because it shouldn't work. That's all they have. So they will marginalize those who have or know something that they do not have or know. The moral of this week's column? The more you know the more nuanced you likely are to become. You will never be perfect, and your decisions will never be 100% correct all of the time. You'll make decisions that don't work out as you expect. That's life. But the risks you take can always be viewed as investments in learning and facilitating your own personal evolution. And in the process, you will become a person of interest to others. Don't be afraid to take risks for you will miss out on opportunities. But be disciplined and measure your risks and opportunities intelligently. Have a great week ahead. Thanks, Ray. You too. And thanks for all those accurate key reversal periods. (laughs) You know what? One thing I learned this lesson myself when I encountered a guy who used to trade in Chicago, on the floor, in the pits, 80s, 90s. He was up in his 70s when I worked with him. And he hand-drew charts back in the day. Now, can you imagine the pandemonium of the pits, and this guy is pulling out his little flip chart, hand-drawn chart thing. But what he did is he mapped out the aspects of the day, all that subtle intraday activity in the sky. Then he observed a trading pattern around them, and he used it. And it was all based on these subtle intraday aspects in astrology triggering intraday subtle reversals in the price. Well, obviously, he could keep statistics on that. His overall success rate was in the low 70s percent. Seven out of ten times one of the reversals would happen. Now, remember, the more you zoom out, like what Ray was talking about, the higher your percentage goes. Ray said 5% on the nine forecasted reversals. That's on an annual basis. This is on a daily basis. I mean, this is wide margin of error and still was hitting 7 out of 10 times. He said there was a handful of people on the floor in Chicago back in those days using astrology, but they just kind of did their thing and they made their money. (laughs) I will tell you that in intraday trading, if you can hit 7 out of 10 times, you'll be all right. And then there's also a margin of error that your hand-eye coordination just doesn't execute the trade in the right way. That's the same thing as Tiger Woods hitting a shag shot. Or back in the day, Michael Jordan actually missing a basket. And I've made it clear on our podcasts that my journey in trading is kind of like Zen and the art of archery. It is my personal development tool. So for me, the way that Ray concluded this newsletter is spot on. If you take the risks you can consider that learning and facilitating your own personal evolution, and in the process, you will become a person of interest to others. So don't be afraid to take the risks, or you'll miss out on the opportunities. Well said, Ray. Thank you. We have an interview being released tomorrow morning early with Steve Forrest, the incomparable astrologer of evolutionary astrology, which Ray also teaches. I think those guys know each other. (laughs) And then level up Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook group, and then back here to circle another lap and start counting our money next week.